Oh, hello. Welcome to the Against the Echo podcast. I am your host, Luke Baz, and I'm joined as ever by the Nick Good. We're doing a pop culture episode. We're talking about Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. Did Nick like it? We're going to talk about that. What's he going to give it a review? Oh, you'll be surprised. We also talk a little bit about Marvelous Miss Maisel. Not too much, just a little bit. We talk about Nick is playing the new Star Wars game, which is called Jedi Survivor. I hope. Did I get that right during the actual recording? Again, tune in and find out. So grab that cup of tea, sit back, put those headphones on nice and tight, turn up the volume and listen to Nick and I consistently okay talk about many things. episode nick our favorite pastime talking about pop culture shiz yes. so um we've got a couple of things to talk about i think we've got one big thing to talk about because somehow the stars have aligned and we've both seen the latest marvel flick mm-hmm. at our local cinemaplex mm-hmm. so we both saw guys of the galaxy volume three mm-hmm. uh, for anyone who's listened to our mcu podcast many moons ago and actually probably a couple of other podcasts because we talked about james gone on the uh, dc stuff on some other pop culture ones I really, I really, really liked the first volume of Guardians of the Galaxy. I wasn't a huge fan of the second one because I thought it was very similar to the first volume. And I think going into this, although I knew it was going to be a bit darker, I didn't really expect much of a difference. And I also thought because James Gunn, probably during filming this, had already been earmarked for DC, I wasn't sure if it was going to go on a high or if it was just going to kind of go over a whimper. Mm-hmm. And obviously there's a bit of negativity because Ant-Man was Quantumania didn't do that well, even though I thought it was actually pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, you saw that, didn't you? We talked about that, haven't we? No, you haven't seen it yet. I haven't seen it. It's on Disney Plus today. It's next week, Wednesday. Oh, Wednesday. Um, okay. So I'll watch it then. Uh, I I don't think I'll enjoy it. I, I haven't enjoyed it's an Ant-Man movie. It's, so. a it's a shame. It's a shame because we were just becoming good friends. Ah, it's fine. Anyway, we have both ever seen this, and I really liked it. Hmm. And Nick also loved it. What? what? Oh my God. <laughs> Podcast breaks records for this announcement. <laughs> yeah. Hey, yeah. pretty good. I it, just to put into context, this film I was supposed to see it way earlier than I did. Then hmm. my wife and I, we don't get much time to go to the cinema in the evening so we have to plan it when our kids are at school or nursery and we made this plan anyway as nick will know many times when i make plans they get changed because like one of the kids is sick or whatever anyway 
we booked in to go to the cinema and about half an hour before we were going to sit down, we got a phone call from my daughter's school saying that she was poorly. So Yannicka and I went to go and get her. We were both gutted that we weren't going to go and see it. And then turns out she was actually absolutely fine. It was like the boy who cried wolf. Uh, so we like flung her into our uh, to my sister-in-law. And then I was at the cinema. No one else was in the screen, just me. And then Yannicka made it 10 minutes after the film had started. So we got to see it. So that's the background behind that, Nick, just so you good. know why this film was even more important. It's important to me because I actually saw the first one on my honeymoon with my wife. Oh, nice. She was like, fucking loves Rocket Raccoon. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so anyway, so a little bit of background. Don't know why I said that, but hey, maybe people Funny. will enjoy our podcast more if I tell a heartwarming story. They such will. As that. Yeah. The essential of the story is just fuck your kids. <laughs> the cinema is more important, right? Yes. <laughs> no, not really. Kids are the best. <laughs> I did wink just then. Uh, anyway, so you loved it, Nick. Jesus yes. Christ. Amazing. Why, why did you love it? Tell me. Well, I really wasn't sure if I was going to enjoy it. Um, and I was fully prepared because Ant-Man is the only MCU film I've not seen at the cinema. Um, and so I was fairly set that I probably wouldn't see Guardians 3 at the cinema either because I was like, I could skip it. But then you mentioned on our last podcast that you were going to see it. And I was like, well, I'll make an effort then. Um, so on the bank holiday I, I appreciate year, that. after uh, a said king was crowned um, I was like I'm going to go see Guardians of the Galaxy um, and yeah I just I, I loved it pretty much from the off I think part of it was I think what I said to you was that it feels like um, like I think it's James Gunn's best film because it feels um in the same way we, way we were just talking about dogma on the previous podcast that um that felt like a combination of all the things kevin smith had done and i think this feels like the combination of everything that james gunn has done it feels like there is a hell of a lot of confidence on screen in the terms of story that he's telling but also it doesn't tell you any other story to do with the mcu it is literally nope. just guardians beginning to end um and I think that really works in its favor because you get the weirdness, you get the quirkiness, but you don't have the um, setup for what's next in the big picture. It was just purely this is it. Um, and it's a really well-told story, like framing it from Rocket's point of view. I'm a huge raccoon fan. Um, so it was hitting me hard. Um, and I just thought it was really smart. It was funny in the right places. Because it wasn't funny. It wasn't funny. Like, um, I mean, you'll see a quantum mania. Obviously, there's other films. Like, I think it happened a lot with Guys Against One Two, where a lot of the comedy was like really pushed on. Yeah, like it's supposed to be. There's some characters in Quantum Mania which are just there for comedic relief. Mm -hmm. And I think you probably had that in Guys Galaxy a little bit because Rocket was so funny in the first one, right? Rockets and uh, Quill's interactions and you know, Drax and everything like that. Guys Against Galaxy Volume Two, they just turned that up a bit too much for me. Whereas this, like, the laughs were just in the right places. Mm -hmm. And also because Rocket was, every bit Rocket was in from the start to until really the end was all very emotional, right? Even yeah. at the end it was emotional, but you got a couple yeah. of little uh, zingers in there a little bit. But it's, um, it, it kind of just feels very different to one and two. But everyone, like you said, everyone is so comfortable in their role now. 
and you know it doesn't need that sort of uh jokiness all yeah. the time it's like okay now it's so just something i actually thought when i watched it what i thought about you was that you always mentioned about stakes right mm. that's what you feel like these villains they don't yeah, leave is, like they're, yeah. they're all made stakes but this had this was like full of it wasn't it because yeah, not only did yeah. you have like you know is is star lord's got like this conflict going on inside of him because he's you know he doesn't talk about earth but he knows there's something there that he's missed and also he's got the gamora thing going on which was a little bit repetitive i think but also it kind of worked because there was a climax with the whole thing and mm-hmm. um you know you've got nebula who's got her own thing going on as well like how much she's been through and and then obviously yeah rocket is you know a high evolutionary is a bad guy like yeah there's a lot of people saying like that is what kang should have been in ant-man well, i actually think kang is very good in ant-man i think jonathan majors plays it very well but high evolution was the best time where it was like you know this guy's like an, an absolute whack job like he is like, yeah 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 he, he is gone and i like the bit especially when star lord says that he's so tired of, like these fucking villains they just think they can go and destroy the universe but high evolutionary is quick to say like he's not trying to take over the universe like it's not his thing like he just wants yeah. to he wants to fix it but like in the weirdest most maniacal sort of way mm. i mean he's he, he's a dick but then you know when he's like just disintegrating those animals and stuff and the way he treats rocket there are some bits which are just you know when yeah. rocket's on his lap you know and he's talking about the sky and everything like that and he just grabs him around the back of the head He's yeah. like squeezing his skull. Yeah, it's just like, fuck off, man. Like, yeah, uh, here's the Get off that raccoon. Yeah, um, yeah. And it, they're it, really good with making Rocket the way Rocket talks. It's just uh, it's almost a bit too much, isn't it? When he's like mis- mm. mispronouncing his words. Yeah. So, yeah, it just it, I, I, I put a lot in there. Put a lot in there. That little speech I just gave. So it was good. Just, You're right that like I thought that as well when I was watching it. I was like they've they've. It's the first MCU film in a long time where the stakes feel correct. Like it doesn't, and what happens feels correct. Like you genuinely don't know if anybody's going to come out of this film alive because the stakes are so high. Um, And they sort of flip that on you a few times where you're like, this is it. Like Drax is gone or Rocket's gone. And you're like, that's that's just how it's going to be and they're not like obviously they survive spoilers um but it does it really well where it tees those moments up to you because the stakes are that high that you believe that those things could happen um like that there's no kind of like well they're not going to kill him off because he's in the next 90 films um it's just there is a real belief that you're like they could pretty much do anything at this point and it's something that really reminded me of like, <clears throat> I'm sure people will really hate me for this or loathe me for it, but um, it, it reminded me a hell of a lot of like a Zack Snyder film in that Zack Snyder's films are like purely just Zack Snyder, right? Like that is Snyder through and through. Like it or hate it, that is, you see a Zack Snyder film, you know it's a Zack Snyder film. And I think this is that where it's, it is James Gunn unfiltered in the best possible way that it's like everything hits because he's been allowed to do every single thing that he wants to do. And he's not having to adhere to the bigger MCU or whatever. It's just, this is the story I want to tell. And this is how I want to do it. Um, And it comes across, like it feels like everybody's on the same page. Like 
literally everybody is kind of going yeah like for some people this is the last stab at it they're like yeah i'm, I'm done you know like dave batista said he's out and yeah zoe yeah. salander said she's out as well yeah i think yeah the two things there that to pick up on from what you're saying is that one um i think that's where quantum mania suffers is that they're trying to throw so much kang in your direction mm-hmm. but i think kang was probably the wrong villain i think ant-man and kang were the wrong mix Although yeah. I, I like the dynamic between the two of them, I felt like that Kang was a bit too big for an Ant-Man film. I think mm-hmm. Ant-Man and Quantumania would work with maybe just a different villain, but yep. you'll have to see it and see what you think of yourself. But I still think it works overall, but yeah, you'll you'll see. But also, when you say about like the fact that yeah, these some of these characters might make it, I generally thought in the cinema that Peter Quill was going to die. I yeah. was so sure. I was so sure it would be such a ballsy thing for them to do. Mm. That I, I thought he's been, although it's been like Rocket Story a lot of time. It has also been Peter Quill's story just as much as it's been Rocket Story. But mm-hmm. it'd be just like him to like everything he's been through and like what he's done. And obviously he's owned up to some of his stupid errors in like Infinity War. But it just it was like such a good jump from the ship, and then it just looked like he was fucked, right? And I completely forgot like someone like Adam Warlock just turn up yeah, and just, like save yeah, him yeah um but I, I thought he, i thought he was gonna die and i thought that would be the end of the film like it would be like i was just quickly running through what would happen it'd be like gamora going to earth mm-hmm. and although she didn't love him that way she would go and visit his grandpa and like yeah. be like your son was a hero basically that's where my head was going yeah, yeah. But i was glad that he because he's obviously there are some characters that are obviously going to stick around because it said at the end didn't it he would yeah. be in so like it looks like Star Lord could be in. I mean Rocket and Vin Diesel. I mean uh, Bradley Cooper, sorry, and Vin Diesel. I mean they yeah, could they could keep doing it. Cause... They could they could keep going because it's just their voices. Although it's a lot of work, they could do it. And I'm sure yeah. Sean Gunn would be happy to bob around in a a green suit outside of uh, being involved in most likely Superman Legacy and a bunch of other stuff. So mm-hmm. and he popped up in Miss Maisel, didn't he? He did. Yeah, that was a good episode as well. Good that episode, was a yeah. Strong episode. So. Um, but yeah, so I, I generally thought he was going to go. And I, I think that's why this film is so good because it is a bit darker. And like you said, because it's got no attachment to the MCU, which I think we all needed a bit of a break from. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. You know, didn't need to lead someone. That's phase four is so heavy on like... Just set yeah, it's all, all this multiversal yeah. stuff. Who's going to go where? What's going to go where? What's the, what's the next bad guy going to be? Mm-hmm. And obviously we know the next big villain is Kang. Probably going to get recast, isn't he? It's not looking that good I think for Jonathan Majors. Also, I saw a lot of people saying that um, guy who plays High Evolutionary should be recast as Kang and High yeah, should be that. a variant. Yeah. Because um, he was bloody brilliant. He was. He was really but good. He was, he was really good in Peacemaker as well, actually. He was pretty good in Peacemaker. But you yeah. think there are some performances, obviously, where he's just. I, I saw an interview where he's saying, like, how did you do, like, obviously, you've got to treat these animals badly and stuff. And obviously, he's like, well, half time I was just looking at um, Sean Gunn. Yeah. But. He really fucking throws himself into it. Those bits yeah. outside the cages and stuff, where he's like foaming at the mouth and everything. Um, and he really went for it, and he he really like let loose. And I think there's a lot of villains in the MCU that are just there, just like you know, think about um, think about um, Malekith and stuff, and like Dark yeah. Gold and everything like that. And they're just kind of like they're just it feels like a Buffy villain. Yeah, I mean, like you know? even like Hela in like Ragnarok, like she's she's nowhere near as intimidating as she could have been like it's the mcu i think has always kind of had a bit of a villain problem 
in the the way that they kind of do it is it sort of became like villain of the week of but it was like villain of the movie in that it was just yeah it doesn't really have a consequence um because sometimes that has to happen though right sometimes you have to have those villains just to get like because you need a thing but there the nice thing about the mc is it should be the villains those kind of villains should be safe for the tv shows right but the big yeah. the big ones every there's such a huge catalogue of villains right mm-hmm. that each film should feel like each villain has like the high evolutionary consequence factor that's what yeah, i think yeah. as well you should be able to especially this far along now you yeah. know you you really think like eventually like if they're gonna keep this thing purring along like you know they need another thousand they need a doctor doom mm. or something that's just really gonna just fucking go nuts like yeah uh, uh and, and really pull it apart and that was that was what was nice about this film that it was so out of that whole uh, machine just felt like that even the end credits would have been the easiest thing in the world just to put like just to throw in like loki again or something but it was it was good that they kept it to this is just guidance i mean that new guidance lineup doesn't look fantastic but it's um it's still cool because it's still i mean adam warlock you know, they could do a lot with Adam Warlock because he's not going to be a child forever, is he? So, no, yeah. Like this felt like he was probably the only thing that felt a little bit shoehorned in, in that it was like you'd set him up another film, you've got to have him here. But he he is He did his bits well, didn't he? Yeah, he like he did really well. Yeah, so. Aaron Poulter plays it really well. And um he's kind of the character that you know they can grow in another thing. Um because he's not the villain of this film. Like I think it would have been easy and it probably would have been felt less interesting if he had been the villain of the film um like if they'd just gone adam warlock's villain fine um but yeah there was something about the high evolutionary that was just intense it was like and i think because it was so attached to rocket as a storyline that that's your your stakes as the villain is that it's not even it's just like i'm stopping a world-ending threat it's like this person is hurting a friend of mine and that's the stakes is that it's 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 about saving essentially one which is rocket um so yeah so i thought that was really good and the, and the other thing that like really hit me like there was one line in particular where it just well there's two things actually so one was the fact that like when they did set up the like star lord potentially dying thing it's the fact that he runs back for the music that was the thing yeah, yeah. that was like that would be like the perfect way for him to go. That that was the thing that it's not a person. It's like, is the music and the importance of that to this trilogy. Um, So I thought that was great. And the, the line, which I was like, that's a fucking great line was um, Gamora's final line to him. um, Where she's like, I bet we were fun. Um, Yeah. I think it was good as well. It was so good that it was like you haven't rectified that they've got back together or something like that, but you've acknowledged that she could kind of see what they were, even though she doesn't feel it. Um, and I thought that was perfect. I was like, that is a really, really well written, perfect kind of hard hitting line that encapsulates kind of the end of this trilogy. Um, I think there's a lot of good things like that at the end. Like, I mean, even the "I love you guys" line from Groot, mm-hmm. which is, it was actually Yannicka who cracked that. Well, as we were leaving the cinema, she was like, "Do you, you do you get it?" I was like, "I mean, I just get that." Like, I don't know. I guess I just get that they're saying like it's just he's 
don't know, just got a line. Like I didn't really think I didn't really thought about it that much. Yeah. And she was like, oh, but we all we all get him. I was like, yeah, we all get him. Like, yeah, we get him. I get it. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, literally, I because I didn't think about it much during the film. Like props to the anchor for like yeah. getting it straight away. But I was I didn't really think much of it. I was just like, oh, we just all we just understood him. But it was like she was like, no, there's a significance. Like we've not understood him the whole time, right? And yeah, now yeah. We do. I was like, yeah. because Gamora obviously doesn't understand him, right? Yeah, and yeah. Then she does at the end. She's like, yeah. oh, it's just clicked. Yeah. So and that's that's really smart as well. And that's a pretty big. It's like Rocket. You've seen Rocket's bolts and stuff in the first film, right? When they get when they're in the prison. Yeah. And then like he's hiding away and he's embarrassed of them, and then. You know, he's just this insane raccoon who's very good at building things. And then to see that all come together, I, I really thought um, Chris Pratt was excellent as well. Like, I mm. thought he was good because it, yeah. it you know, he's got the comedy and stuff. And, you know, when Rocket was in trouble, when he was, like, uh, doing the, you know, the, the not surgery, but, like, uploading the information the and, stuff thing, and yeah. screaming and stuff, it was all it was all yeah. good and you it's great i think it, it took me like an hour or so to come away thinking you know that was bloody good like mm -hmm. i think because i went with yannicka and we the bits that were funny especially in the first one we're kind of looking for that like laugh that rocket you know yannicka always talks about like when rocket says to quill in the first one when he calls him a raccoon and then mm -hmm. he's like what's a raccoon like yeah. that you know it's like funny shit when you first see it so it's uh yeah it's just a lot darker and just and it worked it really did work and i really hope this is kind of a stepping stone because i do i have read a lot now that they're going to try to you know like loki season two is quite serious as well and they they have to reevaluate now especially with dc on the back of their you know, they're coming in now where mm. you know james yeah. gunn is now that so this has been successful although i just read like it's done 365 million so i mean it's it's on track it's already gone over its budget but i was a bit surprised by that number i thought it was going to be a bit higher actually yeah, I guess. It's I know it's a week. Yeah, I don't know if it's been out in China and stuff yet either. So, yeah. I also really like the soundtrack. Again, I think every mm -hmm. Guardians film has a very good soundtrack. But I, I think most people look forward to the opening bits now because we had Chris Pratt in the first one dancing or Star Lord dancing, and then we had Baby Group dancing in the second one. This one, I thought, set the tone for the film very early on with Rocket going around to Radiohead's Creep. Yeah, and like just him muttering words, like it's not yeah. even like that significant, but it's, um, uh, and then yeah. just obviously they are surrounded by a bunch of weirdos, but it's not about that. Is it? it's like Rocket? He's that song is probably a song that he's listened to loads of times, thinking about him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah I think that's it, it's my favorite opening of a Guardians film, just because like the others are, you know, good and silly and fun. Um, and the first one was so unexpected. It was like, what? Um, first one was great. I was such a good, like, yeah, it was loved, like, oh, I love, love, love that first. But this one, I was like, that's, it's just pitch perfect. Like, it was, it was somber and it was weird and unusual, but you just didn't question any of the weirdness. It was just like, this is somebody who's got something that's, that's gone on and, music as a way of them kind of processing it and thinking about it and yeah i just i really liked this opening i thought it was it was great felt like a video game kind of you know like bit, yeah. at the moment where you get like a good video game like you've got awards and stuff like that and arkham yeah. game so it's like your credits are rolling up as you're like walking around but you can't really do anything but like kind of like walk and look left and right and up and down so yeah. um but I, yeah I, I really like the opening i really like the soundtrack 
excuse me, I really like the soundtrack overall. Um, yeah. Yeah. Also, I think all the cameos are really good as well, like Nathan Phil yeah. and everything like that. They don't yeah. ever stay there welcome at all. They just, yeah. you know, they're there. And I thought those, all those dialogue bits were really good as well. Like when, uh, you know, when uh, Mantis puts the suits in the, the like, uh, uh, bin, X, whatever yeah. it's called. Yeah. 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 So, uh, and then Nathan Phil is talking with Starlo. It's like, yeah, I've got one of those. I've got like a special yeah. uh, friend. You always feel sorry for Drax as well. Uh, yeah, that's his character. But I was very glad that they kind of got to the bottom of what Drax is. Yeah, that was um, cool as well. in, yeah, in this setting because he's different in the comics, but he's yeah. in this universe. He's because he's he's not that stupid in the first film. He's just really angry. Right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. But then they kind of they play him down so much that you actually forget how strong he is. Yeah. Um. So it was nice that they came to like. I mean, everyone got a good conclusion. Like you chop a nebula. Like Mantis got a. Uh, you know, she's off on an adventure as well. We, I mean, you found like the way Amanda's left is like she's going to get like a spin-off yeah, TV yeah, show, right? Yeah, yeah. Everybody um, was just left in a really kind of interesting place of like, like knowing as well that like Batista's done as Drax. It's kind of like, does that mean that they probably wouldn't visit nowhere again? Like, yeah, I they... think no. I think that's what they didn't. I think they put the people in the places that they won't need to visit. Like, they don't need to have the Ravengers again. So Gamora's yeah. off the plate. They don't need to go to nowhere again. So, I mean, they could go to nowhere in the sense that ever there was a cosmic event, like there probably will be that Nebula might show up. Yeah. Um, but you don't need to see Drax, do you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then if they do anything else with the Guardians, again, like they could go to nowhere, they don't have to see Drax, but they, you know, it sounds like those, if they do a Guardians film with the group that was left, then, you know, they could easily just do like a, an adventure, right? Like we said with the Mandalorian season finale, where they're back on like doing what they're supposed to be doing. Yeah, yeah, or they come to Earth to help because again, uh, the, the end game is Secret Wars now, isn't it? So, yeah. you know, you can pluck Rocket out of that, and yeah, sure. You assume Star Lord will probably be in some formation with the Avengers now, like, yeah, because yeah, he's still, still Star Lord. I mean, he hasn't got any superpowers, but he's still got his masks and his blasters and his rocket boots, probably. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, um, so I think the future looked good for a lot of those characters. I'm, I'm very glad, like, yeah, a lot of it had its conclusion, yeah, and. Just, just happy with it, Nick. Yeah, I just, yeah, I just I thought, thought it was great. Wow. Feels like we're recording an episode just about Guys of the Galaxy Volume Three, but we're not. <laughs> no, we've got no. We can stop at any time and move on. Yeah. That's what it feels yeah. like. We have to like wrap this up and then we're done. But, but we should wrap up. But what I mean, you, what, what would you say then out of ten? How would you give this film a rating? I think for me, it's, for you, right? it's yeah, it's like a solid like eight or nine. Yeah, I would, I would give it an eight. I think um, eight is where I would be. Consistently okay. So, it's certified. Consistently okay. Certified, uh, yes. Listen yeah. to a previous podcast for information yeah. on our new rating system. <laughs> yeah. But it's uh I yeah, I think it's really good. I it's yeah. it, it really made me think like, man, MCU films, hey, that's just why I come to see them because it's like because I I've been pushing Guys Galaxy quite a lot where I work in the comics shop because we've got these epic collection, which is the original run, like with the with like, the Yondo Yondo team and everything like that. Um and there's a lot of good stuff with Donny Cates and, and Alwig and everything, but I think uh there's a lot of people that probably wouldn't have even touched these comics before these films come out, right? Or e- even now, like maybe they're interested, but it's uh, it's they're really good. It's a really good Marvel comic run, and I'm I'm glad that it got to see the light of day, and I'm glad James Gunn got to finish his trilogy because obviously he was off it for a bit, wasn't he? Yeah, I mean, I wonder, it, I wonder how much they're thinking. Like that was a great way to end our relationship with James Gunn because he'll be back one day, I'm sure. But, I don't know. I, I, like, I, I kind of don't want him to. Like, I feel like this is. I don't, I don't want him to either. I think this is yeah. the best send off. But I, 
there's always a window, isn't there? Like they yeah. could always he could be head of DC, but Jesus, he could imagine if that falls flat. Imagine if mm. it's. I mean, it's only going to take like four, three or three bombs for it to like start to not work time. out and Jim Lee to kick his ass. But yes. I mean, it's ballsy for James Gunn because he's he writing or directing Superman Legacy, isn't it? So that's really going to set the tone for uh, for what. I mean, their thing is they're going to have a very big like Comic Con in like two years' time, aren't they? Because they'll have to have some other stuff to drop and stuff. So, anyway, fair play to James Gunn. Very yeah. good, very yeah. good. He made Nick yeah. like an MCU film, so that's all we can ask. Yeah, which is is rare because it's been a minute since I've enjoyed one. Um, I haven't enjoyed one since Civil War. I hated Civil War. Why? It's good. So I watched it again recently. It's so damn good. It's just not. It's just. It is Nick. It is. <laughs> right. This seems like a perfect time to move on. And what we will quickly do is we're just going to tell you a little something that we talked about on our podcast. But Nick and I and our good friend Harry have now launched a Kickstarter. Yeah. Uh, launched on the 11th of May. So we're uh, a, a bit into it now. Uh, it's going well. We would appreciate anyone who likes us and enjoys comics to check it out. It is um, called Lone Tales. It's the first volume that we're going to do. It's combining two comics that we've released uh, first issues to, but it finishes off both those stories. One's called Whistleblower and one is called Odyssey. Um, So there's a lot of creative minds that go into this and there's loads of perks. If you check out Kickstarter, you can find it on our social media channels. There's some bits uh, linked to the Consistently Pod uh, Twitter account and Instagram. Also, Nick's social medias. Mm -hmm. What is your social media handle again, Nick? Goody, uh, Goody twenty two twelve on Twitter and Goody one eight two. So I'm a blink. I am Luffy twenty five. I deleted my Twitter account a long time ago and I brought it back just for this. So hey. if you just see a bunch of Lone Tail stuff, hey, ask me. So yes. give it a look. Yes, it, you can get there's digital tiers, there's physical tiers, there's special tiers like a headshot tier where you can get your face, get a really cool zombie. Uh, uh, you made a zombie you made by a very talented yeah. Harry Hughes so you can use it as an avatar or on a profile picture or whatever I mean that's the yeah. same thing an avatar and a profile picture aren't the same thing our, our favourite one is that somebody will use it as a dating profile so if you are yes. having a date with a guy or a girl and you know that they like zombies um, we can make it happen we can make that happen for you mm. so the comics like there's like sci-fi horror thriller like those sort of things so if you are interested please give it a please just if you're not going to get it you know someone who does like comics then yeah yeah just give it a look so it's up until when's it finished nick uh june? I, yeah i think it's the 10th of june at 7:01 p.m uk time yeah. so please yeah give it a give it a look we would appreciate all your loving support yes right cool. moving on from that plug Yes. What else is there to talk about, Nick? Um, long left on this dear episode, but what can we what can we talk about? So there's two things. One, I will do a quick fire thing because I've been ah. playing Jedi Survivor, the Star Wars. Game. Yes, and I will so, start my Twitch one day. Yes, I'm still waiting for this. You know, one I'm day. just hanging on the Twitch notifications when it says consistently pods gone live. I'll be like, oh my god. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, I haven't finished it yet. So I'm still working through it. I'm about 15, 16 hours in. Um, and it's impressive. Like I know it's had loads of technical issues, um, especially on PC. I've had a little bit of frame rate issues, but 
graphically it's super impressive story's cool it's open world-ish um sounds great scores awesome um i'm just enjoying it It it's just it's cool it's sort of hit at the time when i just feel like it's a really exciting time to be a star wars fan um i was thinking this earlier again when i was at work and i was uh doing some ordering some star wars comics I'm like man there's so much good stuff out there now isn't there like i know we talked yeah. about the tv shows and obviously you just mentioned the games and yeah. like, the comics are really good like i've been reading the charles soul darth vader run recently it's just banging so good yeah yeah so, it's um, just it awesome. is part of that it, it feels like it's kind of real um in this kind of like real resurgence of star wars and jedi survivors just doing something really interesting it's it's really interesting from like a game point of view as well i won't get too much into it because i could talk about this for hours and hours and hours um but it's um it feels like it's pushed like the unreal engine 4 to the absolute limit um in that it's doing like ray tracing and giving you 60 frames per second which is like i haven't experienced the game with both yet um you sort of toggle it on and off but to see it doing both, I think, is just how you get these visuals where you're like, this is mad. Like, this looks super impressive and immersive. I mean, you wouldn't have thought there would be a game. Again, I've not played it, but I've seen the footage and stuff where you can... I mean, I haven't even played it remotely to give a lightsaber a go, but I can't believe there's a game that does so much with a lightsaber. Like, it mm. feels like... It seemed like such a long way off, like, a few years ago to get a game like that, which wasn't just, like, you can go zoom, zoom like, yeah, left yeah. to right, but you can, you can twizzle it throw it exactly this shit yeah there's different stances um i kind of just want to play it just to use the force to push people off cliffs because i've heard that's quite uh it's cool quite relaxing like throwing grenades back at droids and stuff that's always fun um yeah and if you want to go dark you can pull somebody towards you and then shank them with a the lightsaber and that's, that's quite what i'll definitely be doing cool. i will i will play uh i will Fallen play Order. the first one all in order. I will put it on our Twitch as well. Just Excellent. one fine day. You still haven't finished God of War 2. Right here. I think I'm only like four hours into God of War 2. That's how far behind I am. Right, I'm still good. in the snow but on Red Dead Redemption 2, which is the first five minutes. Oof. Oof. Good. That's what kids will do to you. <laughs> yeah. At least you've got it all so, to catch up on, you know, as your kids get older. That's the thing. There's no... I mean, we were talking today. This, I'm, I'm related, but they are... So we're recording this on the... Uh, 12th. On the twelfth of May, so the the new Breath of the Wild game came out today. Mm. We had a lot of art, art shopping; it all it all flew off. And everyone's like, "Are you going to get one, Luke?" Oh yeah. And I was like, "You know what? No." So I've heard it's eighty hours long, ish, <laughs> if not more. And I can tell you now, I won't I won't even get an hour into it in the next like six months. I'm having another baby. Yeah. So uh, it's not gonna. Happen. So I'm in no rush, and I feel like a lot of these things now. There's a, there's a need, isn't there? To like, I've got to do it now. Um, mm. I I think I only need that. Like, it's only a few games that will make me feel like Spider Man Two is going to be like a day one, like Last of Us, those sort of games I love, and often with films as well because I don't want spoilers. Mm. I feel like I can I can avoid game spoilers a lot easier than I can film spoilers. So, um, you know, if I hadn't seen Guardians Galaxy One and Three by now, I would have probably started crying every night until mm-hmm. i'd seen it so yeah so cool i'm uh, I'm looking forward to playing it i'm looking yeah. forward to uh you telling me how good it is when you finished it yes i'll i'll keep you updated when i do finish it it was like i also um there's something else that you can actually list it takes forever but it is like one of my favorite games now story-wise is cyberpunk 
I Ugh. finally played it, and honestly, the story, like just the writing on that game, is impeccable. Like, I can't. Tony. It it is honestly amazing. Like the the I've... situations it puts you in, uh, so like morally breaking that I was like, I I don't know what to do. Like, I... is it good now? Because it had a lot of issues when it launched. Didn't yeah, it? yeah it's a totally lot of people, fixed. Like... A lot of people at work and a lot of people that I know love it, even when it was bad. Yeah, yeah, totally fixed. Like, I played on PS5, ran at 60 frames per second. I didn't have any stuttering, nothing. Everything was smooth. Everything looked awesome. Um, I think I had one bug, which was on a side quest, and it was just that somebody didn't sit in a car properly. But, like, in terms of performance, that game just ran perfectly for me. I had, like, no problems. So I just experienced the story for what it is. And the story is just, it is genuinely one of the best stories I think I've experienced because it's, it, it's just so rich in storytelling. Um, and there were so many points I just had on it where it, was, it would just put you in this dilemma of like, you know, you've got to make a choice and it's the consequences of that choice are really heavy. Um, so yeah, it, it, it genuinely blew me away. I think it is some of the best writing on a video game. Nice. Yeah, so check it out at some point because... But I will play it, not. It'll be a ten. One so. day, one day I will play it. It'll be like way in the future. Yeah. And Cyberpunk is actually real life. That yeah. is when I'll play Cyberpunk. Yeah. And then you go. Oh shit! Was it twenty seven seven? Is it? Is that the twenty seventy seven? So I'll be alive then. Probably not. I don't know. Um. I'll be on the on the edge. I'll be on the cusp. <laughs> Worth so, it. Playing Cyberpunk on my PlayStation Five, which would be an artifact by then. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Phenomenal. I mean, another. I mean, another thing I've seen is well, I've seen more marvelous Miss Maisel, but I feel yes. like we talk about that every podcast, so we should build up. But the last episode was fantastic. So it's the best good. episode so far. So. But yeah. There's a lot there's of story. How many episodes? Yeah, there is a lot. There's a lot going on, which like, is good because I think it kind yeah. of made the the flash forwards make sense hmm. um, a bit more. But is that this is the last one to watch today? Is it? I think I can't remember if it's the finale today that's come out or I don't know if it's the finale of penultimate one I know there's only a couple is there uh, eight at least there's total? one or two left yeah I think there's eight in total yeah so I think today's seven so next yeah, week okay. will be finale. but yeah that that episode was great the writing on it was really strong um that scene between the Susie and Midge and the um it was kind of came out of nowhere didn't it in a way but it was a good nowhere it was like yeah, yeah that that's was... good I like the fact that it's because they have to now. It is two episodes left. Actually, I remember saying okay. it last week. Cool. Uh, so, but it's nice because now you've got two episodes to see, like, can they build, that, can they finish off, like, that relationship that was so good? And also you could see why, how, why it was so bad. Like, yeah. the pieces were all there, obviously. But, mm. you know, you can see, because I said to you in the last Pop Culture episode that Mitch was a bit of a bitch, but you can definitely see why she distanced herself from, uh, from Susie. From Lois Griffin. Susie. There you go. Yeah. So. It, yeah, it was just great. It is, yeah, it continues to just be awesome. Um, yeah. There's something, though, that they haven't done yet that I think could be heartbreaking. But we'll see. Yeah. Well, next time next time we record one, I think we probably would have seen... Finale? Finale, right. So we'll talk about, like, the whole season then, I guess, for those who are only tuning in for our Miss Mays or conversations. Everyone, yes. Um, all right. Well, else, anything else before we uh, 
leave everyone so. after our wonderful guys at Galaxy 3 review. 8, um, 8 out of 10, they give it, guys. 8 or 9 out of 10. Can you fucking believe it? 8 or 9 I can't. certified as well. Certified, yeah. Um, Consistently certified. Yeah. So for those of you listening that didn't know, earlier today we dropped another podcast. We did another in-depth episode. We did Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back, which was very good times. Uh, so if you've been following our in-depth episode, and that episode dropped earlier today. So probably is that we'll do double drops a little bit more going forward. So we've done one the other week with Dogma and another pop culture episode, and, and the same with this. So yeah, you get a double dose of uh, consistent and okay times. So, yeah, so thanks everyone for listening. If you want to listen to more consistent okay podcasts, you can find us on YouTube and go through a whole back catalogue or anywhere where you get your podcasts. Just search for consistent okay podcast. You can find us on social media at consistentlypod on Twitter and Instagram. As we said earlier, please take a look at our Kickstarter. If you want to give it a, a push or a follow or just go all in and go just get 15 retailer copies of you if you're not a retailer and go for it. And um, yeah, if you haven't seen Guys Galaxy Volume 3, then you should go and see it while it's still in the cinema. And um, yeah, thoroughly good time, Nick. Thank you very much. All right, take care, everyone. Catch you. Bye. Bye.